0: Good evening. Turn over to Proverbs chapter two. So last week we looked at um, uh, we began our our, our study into uh, Proverbs chapter two. Uh, And we were looking at the qualities of a diligent search for wisdom, and those qualities were found in uh, verses one through four of this. Uh, Those qualities, we will remind you, is uh, it requires a willingness um, to to search for wisdom. It requires engagement in collecting wisdom and using wisdom. Uh, It requires uh, seeking and searching. the, um, the engagement part, uh, there were three different parts that were to be engaged. That was um, the ear, willing to hear is, uh, wisdom, um, the heart, willing to understand wisdom, and the mouth, willing to cry out for discernment and understanding. Um, so those are the qualities of a diligent search for wisdom. Um, and of course, all of this takes effort. But is the effort worth all the trouble? So tonight we're going to look at verses 5 through 22, the rest of chapter 2. uh, And we're going to look at the different benefits of a diligent search for wisdom. The first section we're going to look at is verses 5 through 8. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. So the first benefit that we have, or the first benefit that we get from a diligent search of, uh, for wisdom, is a knowledge of God and his protection. You will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That fear of the Lord, remember, is the beginning of knowledge that we saw in chapter 1, verse 7. That knowledge of God is a storehouse of wisdom and understanding, and it's what he gives to the upright. We see that in verses uh, 5 through 7 there. Uh, Verse 7, the latter portion of 7, he is a shield to those who walk in integrity. talks about God's providential protection that is guiding our life. He's a shield. He guards the paths of justice, verse 8 says, and he preserves the way of his saints. That's what we glean from a diligent search for wisdom. It's quite a blessing to be able to go through life with that knowledge of who God is and the protection that he provides to us. The next section Verses 9 through 11. Look at a little bit of moral discernment for living. Verse 9. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. So, some moral discernment For our living is what we can gather from a diligent search for wisdom. We get great understanding about life, about uh, situations that life may present us, how to overcome them. Verse 9 says that some of that understanding will be of the righteousness and justice categories. Understanding what is justice. Verse 9 also speaks to fairness, the word equity. Fairness in every good path. Having great discretion is another important one. And I think that's some, a quality that's often overlooked in life, is the, the quality of good discretion. Verse 10 indicates that once wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to you, then those things will dis, uh, will preserve and keep you. And that discretion um, becomes a quality that you obtain from all of that. And when we're talking about uh, the blessings and the benefits that we get from a diligent search of wisdom, the first one was a blessing to be able to go through life with God at our side and knowing uh, who He is and in the protection that He provides. Um, but this discernment that we see here... It is a blessing to go through life with God's wisdom at our disposal. You know, having this book of wisdom in Proverbs and in, in everything else that we find throughout God's word to be the light for our path, to be the guide to go over the mountains, if you will. Um, those are things that those who don't have this book, those who don't have Christ, they don't have that. And so when mountains appear, things seem much more dire. The next section is verses 12 through 15. This section is about deliverance. So we just read 11. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. Delivering you from the way of evil. From men of perverted speech. Who forsake the paths of uprightness. To walk in the ways of darkness. Who rejoice in doing evil. And delight in the perverseness of evil men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways so the deliverance that a diligent search for wisdom provides is a deliverance from those who are evil evil men as the as solomon points out those who seek or speak perverse things who leave upright paths leave good paths that they were on and they go and seek the ways of darkness. These are people who rejoice in doing evil. They delight in the perverseness of the wicked. Their ways themselves are wicked and devious on their own paths. Reading that section, I don't know if you tend to read these things and think about the world and think about culture and think about um, how our culture rejoices in Doing evil, they delight in the perverseness of evil. Um, <laughs> I saw that a lot when I was in New York. Uh, it's it's everywhere. It's not not just you know in our culture, but just the people around us as well, um, and even those who claim to be Christians um, still overlook the, the the evil that's going on around them, and they delight in those who uh, do evil. So. Wisdom, the blessing of this wisdom and and the diligent search for it can deliver us from evil men and their evil ways, the evil ways of the world. Um, Remember, we're to be light in a dark world, and the world is very dark. And if we don't have that wisdom that is fueling the light that we are to be shining, then um, the darkness may overtake us. So wisdom can help brighten that light. The next section, uh, verses 16 through 19. Talks about another deliverance. Last section was deliverance from evil men. This time we're talking about women. Arr, my wife's not here, so I can talk bad. Just kidding. She'll have to listen to this earlier or later. I'll make her. I'll make her listen to it. Oh yeah, probably. The ladies are already texting her. No. So verse uh, sixteen. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman. From the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. So, uh, does anybody have a version that calls this forbidden woman a seductress? Yeah, I think that's New King James. King James has that. Um the the it's funny this section sarah has always said uh, i trust you i just don't trust the women the the women with their smooth words right and that's exactly what what solomon is saying here the adulteress with her smooth words um so this uh, immoral woman uh, is to kind of categorize... Remember, this is a father speaking to his son. If you look at the very first verse, he says, My son. This is fatherly advice to his son. So, of course, this could be flipped on its head and be talk, talking about an adulterer, you know, adult, an adulterous man as well, if you wanted to look that way. Um, and, and as a whole, um, you know, this person that, that, is being, that Solomon's warning about um, and that he says that wisdom will help deliver us from, uh, is one who um, uses flattering words, but also who forsakes her husband and covenant with God. Of course, that is the root of adultery, uh, or the, the definition of adultery is uh, forsaking uh, the covenant that they have, both with their husband and with God. And then, of course, that pa- that path... Uh, leads to death. And that is uh, the place of no return is what Solomon says. Does this mean that if a, if a man falls to the way of adultery with, an, with a woman that there's no way back to the proper path? Well, no. But the wisdom that's found here is that the man who takes that path it is much more difficult to come back from it. Uh, and I think... Um, A lot of times, you know, one of the most difficult things, especially in evangelism and 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 preaching the gospel, is that those who are in an adulterous relationship or an adulterous marriage, even, um, you know, becoming a Christian means leaving a sinful life and leaving the sin um, that you may be living in, and that's a that's a difficult truth for people to come to the understanding of because of. What, what, uh, what Solomon is warning about here, it is a difficult path or it is a path um, that uh, one cannot return from because the heart has become so embroiled in, uh, in that way of life, in that thinking. So wisdom, though, can deliver us from immoral women and immoral men and their destructive ways. The last two verses here talk about righteous living. Sorry, three verses. Last three verses talk about righteous living. So you walk in the way of the good. I'm sorry. So you will walk in the way of the good. I, I, I read this as a dad talking to his son. You will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. So, wisdom, and a diligent search for it, enables us for righteous living. All right? Second Timothy 3.16 All Scripture is breathed out by God, and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for the training in all righteousness, that the man of God may be fully equipped, Every good work. It means righteous living, being able to live a righteous life, to live in the, or to to walk in the way of goodness, and to keep to righteous paths, to be upright and blameless, and to dwell and remain uh, in the land. On the opposite side of that, though, you have those who are wicked, those who are unfaithful, and those will be the ones that uh, are will be cut off will be uprooted. Words and phrases that Jesus himself spoke as he went about his earthly ministry, about those who were uh, hypocrites, those who were sinners, those who were wicked, those who were evil, that they will be cut off and cast into the fire. You see, wisdom can empower us to live more blessed, if not longer, lives on the earth. So, Are the benefits of wisdom worth the necessary effort to obtain it? To know God and to enjoy His providential care? To obtain discernment for making the right moral choices? To be delivered from the shenanigans of evil men? I love the word shenanigans. To be delivered from the seductions of immoral women? To be able to walk in goodness and righteousness, living lives that are blessed by God? Are those benefits worth the effort that's required to obtain God's wisdom? And remember, the effort that is required is to hear the Word of God, to incline your ear for wisdom, to meditate on the Word, applying your heart to understanding, to ask in faith for wisdom, as we talked about this morning, to ask in faith for anything but wisdom, is one of those things that we should be asking for. Crying out for discernment, Solomon says. Lifting up your voice for understanding. And the last thing, to highly value the worth of wisdom. Seek her as silver, as for hidden treasures. We are to be going after wisdom and the knowledge of the word as more so than we go after a promotion in our job we should be seeking the wisdom because of all of the benefits that are gleaned from it. So with such effort, uh, one will not only find wisdom for, for daily and practical living, but of course they'll also find Jesus. They'll also find Christ and the salvation that He provides because that is wisdom that is found in God's Word as well. Colossians 2, verse 3, Paul says, "...in Christ all..." are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Proverbs doesn't contain it all, but Jesus does. He is indeed the greatest benefit of diligently seeking wisdom. If you desire this evening to be baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, or if the church can assist you with any other need, won't you come forward now while we stand and sing?